thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, the Italian government has backed a bill to ban laboratory-produced meat, fish, and milk, including fines of up to €60,000 for those who transgress. Italian agriculture lobbies have collected half a million signatures in recent months, calling for protection of natural food versus synthetic food. Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney was among those who have signed and was quoted as saying, We could only celebrate with our farmers a measure that puts our farmers in the vanguard, not just on the issue of defending excellence, but also in defending consumers. Francesco Lola Brigida, who runs the rebranded Ministry for Agriculture and Food Sovereignty, said, Laboratory products do not guarantee quality, well-being and the protection of the Italian food and wine culture and tradition. In contrast, last November, the US Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, cleared cell-cultured chicken for human consumption after quote-unquote careful evaluation. In 2020, Singapore gave regulatory approval for lab-grown chicken meat to be used in nuggets. The European Commission has suggested that cell-based agriculture, such as cultured meat, could be considered as a promising and innovative solution for healthy and environmentally friendly food systems. And given the rules governing the European Union, if they do approve of the production, Italy would no longer be able to oppose the sale of synthetic meat produced inside the EU. As always, the link is in the show notes. My first thought on this is good. I'm glad Italy are doing this. I think this experiment that we're running with laboratory produced meats is just crazy. You know, I think the the idea of people having the choice to do it, you know, I'm not totally against. What what worries me is the way that it's being pushed and promoted. It's almost like a propaganda campaign in favor of it suggesting that it's better for the environment that it's better for your health that it's better on you know almost every scale without i think necessarily being the evidence to back that up you know i think we have a tendency to overestimate what we know in terms of what's good for us in terms of what matters in terms of health in terms of what ingredients matter in terms of our food and and i think we tend to overestimate what we can do in terms of artificially replicating nature you know this nature that has evolved over billions of years that has the wisdom of billions of years you know we have these ecosystems that are perfectly harmonious that are perfectly balanced these human bodies that are perfectly designed to suit a particular kind of food and to thrive on it and we think we can just replicate that in a laboratory and everything's going to be fine you know i think a lot more research needs to be done before we can satisfy whether in fact that's the case not just in the short term but in the long term because let's face it most of the problems we're seeing in our health are not short-term problems they're chronic lifestyle related diseases that take years sometimes decades to grow and develop so we need to be mindful that we're looking at things for a significant period of time in order to see whether we might be exacerbating those problems i think we underestimate the effects of human interventions and additives you know we think that we can just add chemicals in we can add fertilizers into the soil sometimes it seems like we add them in and the absence of evidence that they're disastrous the absence of evidence that they cause problems is considered evidence of safety when i think that really should be flipped that the onus of proof should be on the people creating these artificial products who are altering these natural ecosystems to show that it's safe to show that it's effective not just in the short term but in the long term 
You know, the question I would ask is, when have we ever come into a natural ecosystem and made it better? You know, how would we go into a pristine rainforest and make it better? And I think the answer to that is we can't. You know, the, the absolute best for a rainforest is its natural state. The best thing we can do for it is get out the way and let it do what it does best. Just leave it alone. Let it remain in its harmony as much as is humanly possible. Let it remain in its natural balance as much as is humanly possible. That, that is if it's an ecosystem that isn't corrupted already by human interference. It's, it's just get out the way let it function the way that it's supposed to. And I think that's the same for our bodies. I think this is a pristine ecosystem. You know, it is perfectly in balance and in harmony with a particular type of environment. And the closer we can keep our environment to that natural environment, and I think that includes foods, then the healthier we're going to be. So, you know, when it comes to health, I really think we should be focusing on just eating real food. You know, we should be focusing on real foods, on meats, on fruits, on vegetables, on nuts. You know, real foods that our bodies have evolved eating over millions of years that our body has evolved over millions of years to be perfectly suited to, that maintain that natural, balanced, harmonious system. I think we need to be really careful about these artificial interferences, about these lab-created foods. You know, I think this, the assumption that they're better for the environment, the assumption that they're better for the health, I think is really unproven based on all sorts of modeling that's not really all that scientific. And so and I think a lot of the time it's more political than scientific. I think it's more vested interest. I think it's more ideology than it is science that's pushing us this way and, and suggesting that it's going to be better. So I think we need to step back. We need to take a deep breath. We need to analyze the science. We need to research what the reality is. We need to look at it over a longer period of time to see how it's going to affect our health and our well-being before we plow down this route of, of not only allowing these products to be sold on the shelves, but you know, I think importantly making sure that if we do sell them, that they're really well labeled. And I think being very, very careful with what health claims and environmental claims we allow people to put onto these foods, whether that be directly onto the packaging or via their media messaging, to make sure that it is, in fact, accurate. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.